Chris, and this is Intelligent Ignorance. This is a special Saturday. It is a nice, man, good weather. It's beautiful this week, or this this weekend, today. Yesterday, you know, we had a little bit of rain coming through just to, just to you know, get the flowers growing and the grass growing. I got to get out there and cut the grass in a little bit. But, you know, today is a beautiful day, and we got a special guest coming in. I'm going to bring him in just in a second. Um, you know, a lot of things going on in the news this week, and, you know, a lot of, you know, tragic events and happy events and all types of craziness going on this week in the news. And, uh, you know, we just, we're going to encompass a whole lot of that in the show today. Uh, R-Dot's going to be a little late. He's getting his workout in. He's down at uh, boxing boot camp, I believe, today. And uh, he will be in a little bit later today. Uh, shout out to everybody listening on New Tools Radio, NewToolsRadio.com, and the New Tools Radio app. Make sure if you don't know. Download the New Tools Radio app from the Google Play Store and uh, share it with your friends. But without further ado, let me bring in today's guest, the man, the myth, the legend, the the man that's about to take over the, the whole world of comedy. Make sure you remember this name, people. I want to bring in my homie, Dave Temple. What's going on, Dave? Hey, what's going on, man? I reached myth and legend status, huh? <laughs> hey, look, man. Hey, let's put it this way. You're doing your thing out here, right? And and and, and yeah. as I watch from out of the things that you're doing, knowing that you know, we came we came up in the same area, humble beginnings, right? And so I see you on TV. I, I see you doing all these shows. You did a show last night at the Borgata. You're doing a show tonight yeah. at the Philadelphia Mills Mall. Excuse me, at the Franklin Mills Mall. You, you uh, reminded me of that this morning. Um, yeah, at the David Buster's, we're gonna get into that, but. I'm 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 calling it right now. You're an, you're an up and coming oh, legend yeah. in the game. I'm, you know, I'm not oh, just yeah. you home. I don't doubt that. I don't I don't doubt it. I'm just I'm also because we come from such humble beginnings. I'm always used to just bubbling quietly. You know what I mean? I wish I had what some of those other guys on social media have to really just you know. I ain't gonna say pump fake it, but you know, I I just rather them discover like, oh shoot, he's really he's really doing it. You know what I mean? As opposed to trying to show the world. Cause... Well, look, I believe it's gonna happen. I'm I'm gonna tell. I was thinking about it earlier today, and I remember way back, I don't know how many years ago it was, but I saw you perform at the Arts Garage, fill it up. And it was a oh show yeah, where who was on? I think um, who who was on the show? Cousin. Uh, what's my man's name? I just had it in my. In my there's a lot of comedians on the on the on the thing. You took longer than everyone else, and you weren't supposed to, right? <laughs> and <laughs> but but you killed it. But you literally killed. Like okay, so I, I said this before. I said you know when you know uh, uh, somebody I know does something in you know entertainment. You know everybody has talent, right? But me right. being the, I guess, student comedy, I guess as you can say. I've been watching comedy for years, even before I was supposed to be watching or listening or whatever the case may be. I said, this dude right, got right. it. Like, I, I expected one thing. I expected you to be funny. But your 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 stage presence, your your timing, everything, I was like, this dude got it, man. And and, and I believe oh, wow. it. I'm not Appreciate just saying that. it because you're on the show with me. It, you know, so right, don't, right, right. don't, uh, don't no, put me I wrong. No, I get that a lot, though. I, I, <laughs> I do get that. <laughs> no, I get that a lot, man. I get that a lot. Uh, radio, you know, or, or, or on TV, or just even in a lot of shows, where people go like, "Dude, you are on your way," you know, and they can they can hear because I'm pulling from a, a um, not a joke telling space, but as far as how I think space, you know what I mean? And it's just like right. I'm, I'm coming from a real thing. I'm not making anything up on stage. You know, I've lived a uh, a pretty interesting life, so hey, let's talk about it. You know, and that's people can relate to that. You know, I can attest to, I can attest to, you know, at least one thing that I know you did up on stage when you're talking about the elementary school and how the elementary school had a gymnasium, a cafeteria, and an auditorium all in the same room. Didn't make that up. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So no, <laughs> didn't make that up. <laughs> and I tell that joke around so, the country, and everybody dies laughing because it's a pretty common thing. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's funny. Um, we're talking to comedian Dave Temple. He has a show tonight at Philadelphia Mills Mall at Dave and Buster's at 8 p.m. Make sure you come and check that out here in the city of Philadelphia. If you're anywhere close to to Philadelphia and the surrounding area, make sure you come out and check him out tonight and support. Um, 
he was at the Borgata last night. So if you saw him at the Borgata last night, make sure you come out and see him again tonight. Okay, because uh, yeah, yeah, point. and I got about. Well, I go to Connecticut tomorrow. My show in Connecticut is during the day, and then I'm back down at the Borgata Sunday night at eight o'clock. So I'll be at the Borgata until the thirteenth every night until the thirteenth at eight o'clock. And all those tickets are available on DaveTempleComedy.com. But I have a link to every night of the show. You know that website is up and running. You can still see clips of my stand up up there. Uh, any of my merch and everything is available, as well as. Um, my album, my comedy album, which was uh, Dave Temple, the first one, that came out November 2017, was uh, one of the top ten comedy albums of that year. And uh, we've done great numbers, but that's available on iTunes, Tidal, all that good stuff. So if you can't make it out, there's really no reason why you can't find me, because I'm everywhere, man. I'm, <laughs> you can Google me, Absolutely. go ahead and find it. You can listen to me. You can check me out on True TV Thursday nights on the, uh, what is the name of that damn show? Uh Oh, we were just laugh talking about Jesus Christ. Yeah, laugh Yeah, there you go. Laugh That's on demand. Yeah. That's that's a pretty cool show. When I saw, like, I, I watched the show, and I didn't even know you were on the show. And I watched the show, and I saw your piece on there. And with the church, mm-hmm. I was in tears, Dave. I ain't lie, I was in tears because that's how it is. It's like, all right, yeah, I kind of want that. I kind of want that to happen. But maybe I don't want it to happen to me. You know, um, <laughs> you were, and you said uh, the second season. A little bit, didn't you? I, I did. I did. I, 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 have yeah. a, I have a church. I actually have a unique background of where I, I grew up in like two different types of churches where um, I, I did part of my, I did some of, some of, I went to church somewhat in a um, um, Episcopal church and in a Baptist church. So you still with me, Dave? Okay. You still there? Yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm still with you. I heard a, I heard a weird noise. Just want to make sure you're still with me. So yeah, I, you know, I I got two different two different views of it, and uh, you know, it's just kind of funny. But let's let's talk a little bit about because I want to talk about your career and where it's going and where it's come from. Um, but before I do that, I do want to uh, reiterate tonight at the Philadelphia Mills Mall, 8 p.m. Dave Temple will be performing at the Dave and Buster's, and uh, you said tomorrow you're in Connecticut in the day, but you're back. Out here at the Borgata tomorrow night? Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, that's a pretty common thing, you know? <laughs> wow. Like, you know, wow. all of us don't do it in private jets, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, we working, you know? Absolutely, absolutely. 383 is the If you want to uh, talk to Dave Temple, comedian, he's on his way to the top. I'm telling you right now, remember it, that I told you that he's on his way. Um, so let's let's talk about your career a little bit. Um you started off, and you can see all this on uh, was DaveTempleComedy dot com, correct? Your website. Yeah, yeah. Uh huh. So you started off almost as a bet or a dare or something. Is it correct? Am I correct in saying that? Yeah, yeah. Which is funny. One of my homies that was a part of that is here with me today at the Borgata. My boy Travis Barnes. He's down here with me. He's down at the food court right now eating. But um, yeah, we were just. In the basement. So Trav, like you remember Trav from school. We used to be in Trav's crib playing video games all the time, you know. Uh, and I think when I had just finished college, you know, we didn't know what to do with ourselves. So we were still went right back to where we were when we were 18. Like, hey, man, let's go to Trav's house to play video games. We're trying to figure things out, you know, just kind of drinking a lot, watching uh, Family Guy, reruns of The Simpsons, all that kind of goofy stuff. And at that time, we thought, like, dude, that's got to be the best job in the world, to just sit around with your friends and crack jokes, and, and then you write it out and put it on TV and you make a bunch of money. We should do that. We can do that, right? Like, if the way we get it in in this basement, we could write something like that. And said, how does that work? And my homie, uh, my homie Bino, or Bernie Brogdon, or Gabe, you know, most people know him from around the wild bubble as those aliases, um, he was the one who looked open the uh, the newspaper and said, you know, open mic. Most of those writers are comedy writers, and they start off as stand-ups. And he, we looked up the paper. Now, this is where I am one of those people, like, you know how when a lot of people sit around and they just talk and they just kind of have cloud talk, they don't really mean it, but they just piping people up. Like, you can't do that around me because I believe it. Like, I think we're serious. You understand what I'm saying? Like, so, 
when they got to talking, I thought we were serious, you know. So the next day, I went down to the open mic and got in line and they called my friends, like, hey, where y'all at? They was like, you were serious about that? I thought y'all was serious. That's why we were talking. Like, I don't – so <laughs> – I didn't know how to not get – I didn't know how to get out of line at that point. Like, I don't know how to back out of a bad decision, if that makes any sense. You know what I mean? Like, all right, we just right. sticking with it, you know? It's almost like I've been bungee jumping because I didn't know how to back out. <laughs> I've been swimming with dolphins because I didn't know how to back out. I've been uh, skydiving because I didn't know how to back out. And I have two children because I didn't know how to back out, you know? so. <laughs> <laughs> Well, hey, I like some, a lot of people might have those similar stories. So, all right, so you went down there for the, for the um, for the for, I guess it was open mic or amateur night, something like that. Did you have something prepared, or did were you just winging? Um, I think I had something prepared. I think I had something prepared, and um, I think it all went went out of the window or left my head as soon as they called my name to go walk on stage. Like, there was, there was literally the minute that I was, like, on deck to go next, the uncontrollable urge to poop came over me. And I'm like, ooh, uh, can somebody <laughs> else go? Because I, I got to go to the bathroom. And they're like, no, 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 you're next. Just stay right here. And you're like, oh, shoot. So it's like all you can focus on is I'm going to go on stage and I'm going to poop on myself. You know what I mean? And when they called my name, I walk up there and I don't remember what happened. I, it, it was like it's like your first fight. Remember your first fight? You, you knew you was you couldn't back out because your uncles or your older cousins is all there watching you, and you just kind of went. Something happened, and when it was over, they said you won. You know what I mean? And that was it. Uh, I think my first bits were about moving. I was driving a pickup truck and moving people around at the time for money because I couldn't really find a good job. And I was talking about how I just started my own business. Um, like most people heard a rider in U-Haul. Mine was called, Dave, can I borrow your truck? I need to move some stuff. And then I just started telling stories about what it's like to move poor black people from house to house. You know what I mean? Like when people are getting evicted and they just need to gather their stuff up and throw it in your pickup truck. And I was literally just sharing that. You know what I mean? And it, it worked. Wow. People could relate to it. Wow. That's amazing. Two one five three eight three three nine nine two. I I find it amazing how comedians can just really go on in life and they just just make it funny. Like you know, I, I always get annoyed when a comedian comes on stage and and they just say, "Hey, what's going on?" and people start cracking up. Like that annoys the hell out of me from from an audience <laughs> standpoint. But you know, when you're able to actually be funny and and right. and on a nightly basis, that's some amazing stuff. Now. You know, we're talking about some of the things that you've done in your career. I talked about you at the, uh, the Arts Garage. You've played many venues. Um, recently, within the past year, I think it was in the fall, I believe, you, you did the Apollo, correct? Yeah, yeah, the world-famous Apollo Theater in Harlem, man. Sold it out. Man, uh, tell me about December. that. How was that? Um, so Bob Sumner, who is the creator of co-creator of Def Jam as well as the creator of True TV's Laugh Mob Laugh Tracks. Uh, you know, he saw me, put me on that show on True TV, uh, saw my performance out there and, you know, Bob Bob says the same thing. Bob says, You're you're about to be a star and he's like, you know, I make stars. That's what I do. So he was very anxious to, to like, look, I, I have something for you. And I got that call maybe in September that said, hey, December 13th, uh, you're doing the Apollo. Put it down in your calendar. I don't care what else you got, cancel it, you know. And, um, yeah, we, we did it. And that was a, a dope experience. Um, you know, I think I had only set foot in the Apollo like once as like a high school student on a field trip or something like that that we went to in New York. So, you know, uh, to get in there and perform on that stage and not, not like on the 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 thing where they're liquoring everybody up and getting them ready to boo people. It wasn't the showtime at the Apollo show where they're there to boo you <laughs> off. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't that. Right, you were it actually was like, you know, we playing sold, the Apollo. Right, we sold tickets. You know, people came to see, like, who Bob Sumner is saying is the next star. And I'm like, holy smokes, you know what I mean? We, we sold the show out. It was amazing. And I'm not going to lie to you, Philly 
Philly really showed out that night. I'm talking about I couldn't believe how much of Philly came to New York, got the Airbnbs and everything. And when they, when the host went to bring me up, and he goes, his next comedian's from Philadelphia. And I'm talking about Philly was in the back of the room. They went, yeah. I was like, holy smokes. Like, I had never had that much love on an away game. You understand what I'm saying? Like, and I didn't know that that many people from Philly had made the voyage to New York to show support. And that was one of those things where you're like, oh, this is turning around. This is this is something mm. different. You know what I mean? When you got people that are getting traveling to a whole other city and getting renting hotels to come and see you, you know what I mean? They're like, oh, it's something different about this. And it was a it was a different experience that night. Man, I, I gotta I gotta tell you, man, this dude is next, y'all. Everybody's listening on NewtonsRadio.com and on the Newtons Radio app. Dave Temple is next, man. I mean, there's 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 Carson Wentz, Joel Embiid, Bryce Harper, <laughs> Kevin Hart, and Dave Temple. Like that's that's what it is, right? Now. All right, I'm gonna tell you. Two one five three eight three three nine nine two is the number to call. You're listening to Newtons Radio, and we're talking to Dave Temple, and um. So, all right, so we, we talked about the, um, you know, season two of Laugh Track, Laugh Track coming out, okay, and that's going to be on demand, True TV. Um, you have a lot of uh, social media videos, okay? Yeah. And, and their hashtag, what's the hashtag on it? The hashtag is look at it this way. And before we go into that, tell people where they can find you on Instagram. And all, all your social media. Uh, it's at I'm Dave Temple across all social media platforms. The letter I, the letter M, Dave Temple. I'm Dave Temple. Now, people, you definitely want to go follow him. I follow him. Um, funny guy. Now, you started off doing videos with your daughter. Okay. And I, that, that's how long ago. I've been following. Yeah. You, were do, you were doing, you were doing uh, videos with your daughter. And and now you kind of do videos that are um, that deal with current events. Okay, you find yeah. you find uh, you hear these news stories, and uh, and you, and you basically you react to them. Now, how did you develop this concept? And, and was it just like let me get my opinion and let me just make it a? Com- how did you do that? All right. So again, it was something that I. Like you, I was. I'm not a big social media guy. I wasn't. I and then you know a lot of these promoters, especially when you're on the road, that's all they care about. That's all they care about. Look, how many followers do you have? Can you sell tickets? You know what I mean? Like I don't care how funny you are if you can't put any asses in seats. And if you're struggling to put asses in seats, if you're not on TV, you need to be on social media. And I'm like, oh God, I never really wanted to get into it, right? But I see all of the Instagram comics that are out there, and, you know, there's always a weird little conflict between stand-up comics and Instagram comics because, you know, there are a lot of stand-ups don't look at what they're doing as stand-up, but they can go to a comedy club and sell out in a heartbeat, you know what I mean? And people go, well, he's not even equipped to do an hour of stand-up. The club don't care because he can sell out the minute that, you know, they announce that he's going to be there. So, if you want to be on that stage doing that stand-up, you better find a way to fill that room with some people. That's it. So, you know, I start playing around on, on Instagram and trying to figure it out, you know. But the stuff that people are doing for the likes, I've never been that kind of dude to just totally give it up. Like, I'm not putting on no wig or putting on no dress or, you know, running through my, my girlfriend's purse, or, uh, you know, just to, just to get some likes. I, I ain't willing to go that far. I got to have you know, I got kids. They they got to see what it is. And no disrespect to the guys that get it that way. I just can't do it that way. So, for me, it was like, how can I still be me? How can I still keep it Philly, keep it G, and, you know, just figure it out? And that's what it became. It was just like, I always have a weird point of view on things. I, I see things a different way. Like, everybody can see a news story and all feel one way based off of what the media told them. And I'm like, ah, but look at it, look at it this way. Do y'all see that point? A lot of people will see it. They might not agree with it, but they go, okay, you articulated your point well, and it was amusing. You should do something with that. And that's what I started doing. And the videos immediately started getting like a weird traction. Like a lot of people would always come up to me when they saw me and be like, yo, those videos that you're doing, that's funny because that's you. Like, your hood, 
but you're not stupid. You're smart, and you're applying your hood knowledge to, like, real topics. You know what I mean? Like, real uh, social things that are going on every day. So, you know, I started to get, like, a lot of love on that, where people were like, yo, keep doing those, keep doing those, keep doing those. And then um, I did a show, uh, this virtual reality show for Gotham. It was called Gotham VR. And a friend of mine who makes clothes, uh, shout out to my boy Deuce. He's uh, got a dope clothing line called Netgear. I wear a lot of, you'll see a lot of his stuff in my in my videos, but he goes, let me make a shirt for you to put your hashtag on. Because the, the VR show that I did aired in 139 countries. So he's like, dude, and once they see the hashtag, you'll spread. So the minute that I did the show with the hashtag, I kept wearing the T-shirt. And then immediately people were like, yo, where can I get the T-shirt? And then before you know it, I'm like, all right, well, give me a week to figure out the T-shirt. I print up the T-shirts, put them available on the website, and they just start like people just started buying them. They just coming right off the shelf. And I'm like, wow, this many people are really supporting this. Like I didn't realize how many people were, were paying me any attention. So, you know, it almost got a little bit scary once I started, you know, getting traction because you don't know who's listening. Before I was so used to nobody paying me any attention, you know what I mean? So it's like, I can almost say whatever I want in my little corner of the internet, you know, it's like I'm talking to just my friends, but, once I realized, like, holy smokes, people are actually listening to this? Like, ooh, like, but... Yeah, people you don't, I, that I you also, don't know. Right, but I also had to lean into it because I'm like, okay, well, they're listening for a reason. Whether they agree or disagree, they're listening for a reason. Like, and I see that now. If I post a video, I, like, I, I see the metrics of the video and how many times it gets shared, you know what I mean? Like, and, and it goes to so many different places, and you're like, wow, but... Yeah, the, the feedback for the most part has been good. I know the bad is coming. I know the bad is coming, and I'm ready for it. But, you know, for right now, it's good, which is, you know, that's helping it grow. The bad is coming. What do you mean the bad is? What's the, what's the bad? You can't please everybody. And once you get to be to a certain level, your audience, or at least uh, there's a certain amount of eyes on you, it just there's no way everyone's going to like it. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, like right now you see all of the 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 the, uh, the backlash that Kevin Hart is getting on social media about his special, which I I haven't given it the full pay attention to, but it's literally like, all right, clearly everybody watched it because everybody's talking about it. You know what I mean? And there's just no way to please that many people. You know what I mean? Mm, I got you. I got you. But man, but I, the, the reviews that's, that's... on social media. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, it's just the reviews on review. social media seem to be 50-50. They seem to be divided, which is, you know, uh-huh. that's great. I think that that's what's supposed to happen. You're, some people are supposed to like it. Some people are supposed to hate it. But as long as they all took in your art, that's what really matters. Hey, that's that's the truth, man. And it's got to be hard to be able to know whether or not you're – like, how do you know when you're pleasing more than you're, 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 you're I guess, angering people? Like – Either way, they're taking your art, like you said, but you want people to, to like what you do because that's what's going to sell the tickets. So how do you gauge what people are, like that people are liking what you're doing or, or not liking what you're doing? Do you have a, a way to gauge that? Oh, right there in the comment section. People will let you know. <laughs> I oh, mean, that's so y'all don't mess with the, the comment section too about- much. <laughs> That's the beautiful thing about the internet, man. People will let you know. But the funny thing about it is even the hate isn't real. Like even when people say, Oh, you suck or blah 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 like if you happen to address that person or see them in person, they'd be like, Oh, I was just messing around. Like it's it's I it's hard, it's very difficult to tell what's real on social media. And I think we live in a day now, an uh, age now where um even if someone takes the social media to trash you, that's not a bad thing. You know what I mean? Like negative press, unfortunately, does way more than positive press. You know what I mean? Like if you go to do, you look at Yelp reviews online before you go to a restaurant. You're not, if if you look down and you see the first two are positive, you go, all right, cool, we'll just go here. But if you see 19 in a row that are negative, you're going to read all of them. 
you're going to read all of them and be like, damn, like, these people really hate this place. You know what I mean? And it might deter you from going, but the next time somebody brings it up, you're going to feel like you have something to say. Like, oh, I heard about that place. Nobody likes it. You know what I mean? But you have heard about it. You know what I mean? And I, I, I don't think, like, like you look at your boy uh, Jesse Smollett, right? That boy is way more famous than he ever was off of this bad publicity. That boy's been on TV since he was a child. Him and his whole family have been on TV since he was a child. White people know who that man is now. And there's a lot of white people who did not know who he was before this. Well, let's talk about Jesse Smollett. Um, when you saw that, what was your what was your feeling? What was your reaction when you first heard about the story? When I first heard about the story, I obviously felt like it was BS. Um, you know, it was weird because you couldn't say that. You couldn't say that. Like I remember uh, one of my friends. I was like, yeah, you gonna do you gonna do anything on the Jesse Smollett thing? And I'm like, nah, you gotta wait. I gotta wait because at the time when he came out, he had black women and the gay community behind him. You understand? And that's two groups that you do not want to go up against. <laughs> you're you're not gonna win an argument with black women or gay people. And black women and gay people combined, oh, it's an unstoppable force. You might as well just put your, put your sword down. You ain't going to win that fight, right? So <laughs> right. they were very adamant on social media, like anybody who doesn't believe him, anybody, you're, you're homophobic and F you, blah, blah, blah. So you, you got to back it up. You got to back it up. All right, let, let, let it unfold. Let it unfold. And then even once it did unfold, most of them still didn't want to let it go. Because they can't, you know what I mean? They, they can't. So, um, you know, I I made the comment once they found that he was um, lying and that they were bringing him up on charges, and I was like, well, damn, that was that was really fast. Like within a month, they got to the bottom of that story and figured it all out. And that to me seemed a little bit suspicious, also. You know what I mean? Like. Cook County courts are very, very busy. The Cook County police, Chicago police are very, very busy. They're very overworked. We all know about the problem and the violence and everything that's going on in Chicago. But somehow this Jesse Smollett case became priority number one. And they cracked the case and solved it in less than 30 days and brought him up on charges. And that, to me, feels a little bit like what a, what's really going on here. Because usually when that kind of stuff is happening, when, like, every week, it seems like every Monday, we wake up to some story that we argue about until Thursday on social media. And then we reset over the weekend, and Monday we come right back, right? And I feel like it's a little bit there to keep us distracted. Because, meanwhile, we've been arguing for the past three months about R. Kelly, Michael Jackson, Jesse Smollett, you know, all these different people. Meanwhile, there's a space shuttle that was supposed to launch. It's like, oh, we had money. <laughs> all the money's going to space, but we're down here arguing over mm. dumb stuff, right? So that's like my conspiracy theory. I think where that stuff is going, right? So, you know, and, and but the publicity thing for Jesse, even if he did pay that $10,000 bail, that's a small price to pay for the kind of publicity that he got. You know what I mean? It, it, it's tough to, to, to endure, but also so is like, I guess, like a 20-year career that is pretty much having a ceiling of only being on black platforms. You know what I mean? Like right. after the show right. that he had with his whole family, he's done a few straight-to-DVD movies, a couple straight-to-cable BET stuff. I mean, if you look at his IMDb page, the boy's been working for a long time, you know what I mean? But yeah. Empire sure. was the the biggest thing that launched him for the black community. And then it's still hard to get past that, you know what I mean, to, to get recognition into the mainstream. Now he has a shot. Trust me, he can – I mean, Tanya Harding just had a movie done about her, you know what I mean? Like the, the, that being a bad – having bad behavior does not stop you from having a, a bigger legacy. You just got to wait it out a little bit. Absolutely. Um, you know, with that, that whole Justice Smollett thing, I said it on the show and I said it on other things that I do. 
I just found it hard to believe when I first heard the story, I found it hard to believe that people that are Trump supporters of, of that are capable of doing what he said was done to him would really know him from empire. I just had a, I just had an issue with that. Like I have a hard time right. believing those people at home watching empire. You know what I mean? But right. then, like you said, when they brought him up on the charges and to me, I was watching the press conference the the superintendent or chief whoever he was he was a little too animated too excited too angry when those things came down right. just, the whole thing just seemed a little weird to me I I, I don't know and it's, it's gotten even weirder but I want to ask you about another situation I want to ask you about Go a ahead. fellow Philly comic a fellow Philly comic Bill Cosby we haven't spoke since, oh. since the whole thing went down with Bill Cosby what, what right. what's your thoughts on that my thoughts on Bill, Bill taught me a very, very, very important lesson as far as don't you ever forget where you came from. Now, I'm a Philly dude. My pop was out of Richard Island. Him and him and Cosby were in the same buildings. Cosby is older than my pop, but, you know, they were, you know. I remember as a Philly dude hearing that, and I, I don't know whether you go through this, uh, Dustin, like whether – you hear some things that people get in trouble for and you almost sound like a savage where you'd be like, oh, yeah, that was pretty common back in Philly. You know what I mean? And and you almost Mm -hmm. have to, like, stop yourself from uttering that out loud because you can hear the disapproval of the public. You don't think things are that big of a deal and you hear how people react and you go, holy smokes. So I never condoned what Cosby was doing, but I understood the mentality that that made him that way. You know what I mean? So now Cosby, everything that started this was so weird. If you remember what even like the allegations, everything he had already kind of beat, dealt with and was, you know, past it. Hannibal Burris mm-hmm. did a set at the yes. Tropicana in Philly and happened yes. to utter it. And somebody in the back of the room was filming. And that video clip of Hannibal just, calling him a rapist for the way he would talk down to back black people went viral and it kind of re-sparked everything, which was, yeah. that was phenomenal. Cause I mean, you want to talk about flicking a cigarette out your car window and burning down the goddamn, uh, my bad, my language, but burning down the forest. Like, <laughs> holy smoke. That really, you know, that really caught wind and went nuts. And, um, really did. right. And to this day, you'll still see, Black people walking around out with their family, hanging out with a free Bill Cosby sweatshirt, like straight goons, straight goons with, you know, pants hanging off their ass with a straight free Bill Cosby. And I go, wow, the same people that he was condemning that, you know, caused people to speak out against his own actions, they still support him. And, you know, Mm. the people that he was trying to cozy up with, to get out of North Philly and, and cozy up and, you know, rub shoulders with these network owners and, and all of these, you know, rich people who decided that, no, we don't, we don't rock with you, Bill, because we don't understand that. We don't come from that. Now, we don't understand that behavior. Like, they, 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 did, they didn't have nothing for them. And I actually want to create a piece of art. I want to get about four goons with those sweatshirts, and I want to, to have them – Stand outside the gates of uh, CFCF holding up free Bill Cosby signs, and I want to, I want to, ha- I want to blow that picture up and hang it on my wall as a reminder. Don't forget who, who were your day one riders and who were your day one supporters, man. Because those new people, once you make it to the top, those new people they're not really down for you, man. They're not really down for you. That's for doggone sure. Two one five three eight three three nine nine two is the number to call. You're listening to. Intelligent Ignorance, we're talking to comedian and writer Dave Temple, comedian from Philadelphia, born and bred. And uh, you're listening to NewTwistRadio.com and the New Twist Radio app. Make sure you download the New Twist Radio app from the Google Play Store. Um, you have a book coming out. Yeah. Tell us, so a, tell us a little right, bit about that. I'm writing that. a book right now. This is probably one of the hardest things I've ever done, man, but I'm, I'm sticking to it because i got to get this thing done and, you know, Figured out the book is the working title right now is called uh, We uh, We Did It, and um, this book it focuses on the things that I see on social media, a lot of things that I kind of 
I'm not 100% sure what's real or what's not on social media. So we touched on that earlier about how there's a lot of people doing crazy antics for likes. There's no limit to what people will do on social media. And then you get to the point where the celebrities are getting involved. And you go, well, what's in it for them? Like, you know, we all, we all love Philadelphia's own Will Smith. Will's got Instagram going crazy right now. You know, I mean, everything that Will posts, three, four million views, and it could be anything. And, you know, sometimes you see the video, he was, like, twerking the Tatiana, and it's like, what, 51 years old, you know what I mean? Why is social media so important to Will? Now, Will is definitely monetizing off of it, and his videos are also very professionally produced. But when you see some of the other people that are, like, in the same age category doing things, I saw a video of Snoop Dogg who was, uh, he was in the White House, and, you know, on his standards, F. Donald Trump, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm in D.C., I want to do some gangster stuff. What's, what's gangster, yo? You know what? If, you, if I get 20,000 likes on this video in the next three minutes, I'm going to go smoke a blunt on a White House lawn. And they liked the video, and he did it. And I'm like, what is going on here? Like, he <laughs> needs likes that bad? What are we doing? And it's a very self-destructive behavior. So what I've concluded in my mind while up in smoke was I realized, I thought, hey, maybe there's a subdivision of the NAACP that is launching digital warfare where they are taking black influences that they realize, hey, the biggest consumer of black culture that we make is usually white youth. Can we agree on that? When it comes to hip-hop, rap, the biggest consumer, like monetary-wise, Concert tickets and all that stuff, or, uh, or um, what are those things? Music festivals? It's usually white yeah, youth. I can't disagree. Can't disagree with that. Right. I, I can name you five huge Jewish rappers right now. All right. You know, you look at Drake, Mac Miller, Post Malone, Little Dicky, uh, Boy Logic, and those are like five big names. So imagine how many more Jewish rappers we don't know about yet. When did it become cool to be like, Screw being a Jewish man in America. I'd rather be a hip-hop artist. That's how influential black culture is. Our food, our music, our attitude, everything. And we've been always giving it to the white man. I mean, if you go as far back as the white man sucking on a black mammy's bosom for sustenance to grow. So we've always supported the white man, and the white man has leveraged us and packaged our culture and sold it for money. Well, what if we finally decided to taint the culture that we were putting out there? So when you see somebody like Kanye acting crazy on on social media, or you see somebody like Cardi B saying, this is what I had to do, they're not crazy. They're working for the NAACP, and they're intentionally dumbing down the culture so that the future generation of white people will be too stupid to get ahead. Meanwhile, we're quietly educating black people on the real value, and we overturn it and enslave white people. So that's the uh, concept of the book. Mm, gee, it was like deep and like crazy at the same time, but weird, and, but but attainable. It was kind of it right, kind of had right. all that. <laughs> it kind of all that. Right. But I, I want to address something you look, that you, that you go ahead go when you look at what. When you look at some of the influencers, you look at guys like, remember the guy, Bunk, who was just running around, stealing stuff, jumping mm-hmm. through tables. I mean, that's very, very self-destructive behavior. But you get yeah. a lot of white kids that'll be like, yeah, I want to be like Bunk, because I can just run around and be self-destructive and make myself a millionaire. The kid's not a millionaire, but the kids following them, don't, they don't know that. They don't, you know, you look at somebody like Will Smith jumping out of an airplane on his 50th birthday. Yeah, go on, rich kids. You go ahead and try that. See how well that ends up for you. You know, you all ain't going to make it, you know, but go ahead. You, you, you're following Will, right? Yeah, that's, 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 that's kind of – and, you know, I, I was thinking about a conversation I had with a friend of mine. He might even be listening right now. Years ago, years ago, and he's a big wrestling fan. I'm not that much of a wrestling fan, but he's, I used to be when I was a kid. He's a huge wrestling fan. And he was talking about we – talk, I was talking about how they never had a black world champion. Right, they just never. If you think about it, I mean, they had The Rock, who was uh, he's black and I believe uh, Polynesian or something like that. 
Um, I don't even right. think that's the right term, but this is intelligent ignorance, so you know that might be the ignorant part of the show. Um, but you never really had a black world champion. But now, and it, and it's and it you know it's come out more and more. And now you know actually you know paying attention to my friend who thinks that he does on social media, the wrestling world, WWF, E, whatever it is now, is playing on that now. So they have a guy that could be competing, a black guy that could be competing for the world championship, but they're playing on racism and how the WWE is racist. So they kind of mm-hmm. took that whole thing and kind of flipped it to make it, to give it more, to give it more credence on them and make them more money and even bring in a whole nother audience that may not be in there already. And it, wow. I mean, the, the fact that you even, you know, that you're writing about that now, and I can't wait to check out the book because I, I, I listened to the album I watched the video, so I'm definitely going to check out the book when that comes out um, later on this year. Um, it, it, it's, it's, it's so crazy, but I want to address something that you talked about with like Will Smith and um, with the social media and stuff like that. So I was checking out some things on YouTube, and it's kind of like I guess people were telling you, if you want to connect to your audience, you know, get on YouTube, start a YouTube channel, and and do that. But you would think Will Smith doesn't have to do that, right? But what they were saying right. is that because Will Smith is doing that and and he is kind of giving himself a, another audience, people will go buy tickets to his movies because of what they see on YouTube and they feel like they know this guy, they want to go see him. Whereas, and you know, this is a poor example because Denzel Washington, people are going to go buy tickets to Denzel Washington's movie. Denzel Washington, I don't believe, is on social media He's definitely not on social media as heavy as Will Smith is. But right. you don't feel a relation to Denzel Washington in the in the same in the same uh stance as you do with Will Smith because you're not seeing him as often. And I think that what they're saying is that can be beneficial to your to your career, to this new audience, this newer younger audience, that all they're doing all day is they're on YouTube, they're on Instagram, Snapchat, whatever the case may be. So you know, when you say you mentioned Will Smith, you mentioned Snoop Dogg, those are older guys that somehow have to appeal to a younger audience to continue to make money in the you would think. So maybe that's part of it. But that's one the, the other thing. What was, did they do with the – these guys, did they squander their money? They're not making like, you know, the whole purpose of getting that lump sum was to be able to invest that so that you don't have to, you know, do the things you're doing at 51 to keep it coming in. You know what I mean? Like that 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 was another thing that I thought. I remember when that movie, the Netflix movie, came out with uh, Will Smith, right? And I remember looking at that, and I was doing a joke about this on stage for a little while. I stopped because I didn't want anybody to think that I was, you know, serious. You know, I, I get people can think, oh, well, he made a good point. Maybe he meant it. And my joke was along the lines of like, all right, Netflix was never weird. That was a place to go when you weren't killing it on the silver screen. So to go from the silver screen to do Netflix, like, ah, Will's going to kill it for guys like me who, you know, we might, we might land a role on an independent that, you know, it'll show something good. But if, if $20 million movie guys are now coming down to the independent level, you're, you're killing it. I mean, even now, Will's, Will's about to start doing stand-up. You know what I mean? Like, what chance do I stand <laughs> if it's like, hey, if I got a show at the punchline and, and Will Smith is doing Helium, you know, hey, we're going to go see Will Smith. Like, hey, I've been doing comedy for 13 years. This guy just started. But, you know what I mean? I get it. I get what celebrity does. But, like, with the, the Netflix thing, I was like, yeah, maybe Will just needs money. Like, we don't know what it looks like to be a celebrity and be in financial straits because we all assume they're good. Oh, the Smiths are good. Him and Jada, they all got to be good. Like, okay, them kids in that family, Willow and Jaden, they've been working since they were like nine and seven years old. Normally when you put children to work that young, it's because money's tight around the crib, right? You know what I mean? It's like, hey, they got a bigger mortgage than regular people, so everybody in here needs to work and work on a high level to pay for this. I, I was just I was alluding to the fact Maybe the Smiths made some bad financial decisions, and that's why they're doing all of the work that they're doing now. Because, I mean, they seem to be way more active as a family for money than anything else. You know what I mean? Now, that, this, was, this, was all a, this was all a joke that you stopped doing, correct? Or, or this was <laughs> yeah, yeah. Part, 
because I'm 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 getting ready to answer it, and it's like you know, I, I always say there's no salary cap on life. Maybe they don't have, you know, maybe they're not in any type of financial trouble, but maybe they just want to make more money and and make it as many ways as possible, and then they just want to just. But I I do hear what you're saying. Like if 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 Will starts, if he's don't he's gonna do stand up. That is going to hurt the smaller comedian because, well, shoot, really, he should be a smaller comedian, too, because he's not a stand-up comedian, but he's Will Smith. So it's not like it's right. uh, Martin Lawrence that's going out there who, who's an established comedian, established stand-up. You got Will Smith out there who's just, uh, he did a funny sitcom, uh, you know, wrote and directed another funny sitcom. But, you know, outside of that, his, you know, he, he's not a comedian. He's not seen as a comedian. Whereas you, right. you're putting in and- your blood, sweat, and tears. And 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 crushing it, and but you know it's like you going up against Will Smith. It's like you know everybody knows who Will Smith is for the last thirty years, and it, and yeah, I can see where that could be tough and, and frustrating for you. And well, you know what, you just got to well, keep no, going. No, I don't think it's frustrating for <laughs> me. Be bigger yeah, than it's just it makes it yeah because it makes it a little bit harder to reach some other people. Because I'll be honest with you, most people, most average people, regular citizens go to one comedy show a year. If that, if that, right? Mm. So okay. usually they're going to go with the biggest act, right? So if you paid $50 to go see your favorite Instagram comedian because they're like, well, I'm going to go see them because they're the biggest star and they weren't funny to you, how many comedy shows you think you're going to the next year? Like the minute that somebody even bring up, yo, we got to go see a comedy show. Ah, I went to one last year. It really wasn't all that good. I'm good. I don't think I really, you know, I don't think I like comedy show. You know what I mean? And that's right. that's the that's the reality of what it does to the industry altogether. That's a good point. That's a good point. Uh, we're talking with comedian Dave Temple here. He's uh, performing tonight at the Philadelphia Mills Mall to Dave and Buster's at 8 p.m. Definitely check him out. And uh, tomorrow night he'll be back at Borgata. Um, what time? What time is that tomorrow night, Dave? Nine o'clock. We go. Nine o'clock. Curtain goes up. Now let me ask you something, because we're not in front of each other right now, right? So, are you right. at the point now where you can you you still remember like when, when where you're going to be and what time you're going to be there, or is like you got to have your notes in front of you now? Because when you came in Would to you? the studio the one time, you 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 had you had everything on off the top of your head. You knew where you were going to be, what time you're going to be there. You have notes in front of you right now. Be honest. Telling me, telling me where you're No, nah, I don't have, no, nah, but I've been, you know, this schedule for this weekend. Yeah, I go over my schedule daily. Uh, I'm, I just had to add dates to my calendar, you know, this morning when I got up. Like, yeah, this isn't a, this isn't a, like, it's not a, um, this is a, a job. Like, it's a serious career. Like, even though I did a show last night and I hung out with my friend at the casino until about 1 o'clock, you know, I was up. 7 a.m., uh, you know, I went for a run in downtown Atlantic City. Whew, thank God I made it. But, uh, you know, I put in eight yeah, miles this morning. <laughs> uh, well, you know what? <laughs> I grew up down in here. I, I actually ran past the old house that I used to live in. And, uh, you know, my family still has a funeral home down here, which, uh, yeah, I just kind of took the neighborhood and stuff in. But, um, yeah, you know, and then I've been on the computer, emails and stuff all morning. So I'm very familiar with my schedule right now because, you know, I've been looking at it all morning. You know what I mean? This is, uh, yeah, so, it, you know, I'm, I'm on top of my business, definitely. Dave Temple, ladies and gentlemen. Dave Temple is performing, like I said, live tonight at Philadelphia Mills Mall, 8 p.m. Uh, that the Dave & Busters tonight, I mean, excuse me, tomorrow afternoon he'll be in uh, Connecticut. Y'all can go out there and see him if you want to. But he'll be right back here yeah. in the at the Borgata <laughs> on Sunday Sunday night. Um, actually, you say your your whole week you're going to be in the area, correct? Yeah, yeah, I'm here at the Borgata until the 13th. So until Saturday 13th, today's show. Yeah, tonight's show they gave it to some illusionist uh, something I don't know. <laughs> they called us in to do Friday because he didn't sell well for Friday. But so my official week was supposed to start tomorrow, being Sunday through Friday. But they were like, "Can you come down and do the show?" They wanted us to do the weekend, but I already had the show in Philly Saturday, so I'm like, "I can come down and do Friday," which is cool. So yeah, there's a hotel room. I'm just gonna be sitting here, which is hilarious, dude. My hotel room, man. This is funny where you know like where you get put in a place where you don't really belong because I'm going to be here for like nine days. I got this room for like nine days. Right. 
So the room is paid for, but you're supposed to put your card down for incidental. And at the Borgata, they do $120 a day for incidental. So they're like, yeah, we're going to charge you $120 a day for the nine days that you're going to be here. And I'm like, yeah, this is um, that's crazy. Like I'm not, I'm not paying for that. Like I'm not paying over a thousand dollars in charges and incidentals. So I'm not gonna put nothing on the room. And I, I had to reason with the girl. I said, um, who, who can afford that? Like seriously, who's coming down here and and putting a thousand dollar hold on their card before paying for the room? And she goes, well, the gambler. And she goes, I thought you were famous when you walked up. You looked famous. And I was like, well, yeah, I've been on TV. And she said, well, then you can afford it. No, that's not what being on TV means. <laughs> like, I got a $1,000 credit limit, just like most normal people rebuild their credit. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of credit. Like, why? Jeez, a thousand something dollars? I mean, come on, man. Come on, Borgata. They're going to have you staying at the uh, Motel 6 in a minute, man, because that's just that's right, that's Yeah, that's where, I'd have been most, that's where I'd have been most comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> Well, uh, you know, joining us um, right now is my co-host, the man, the myth, the legend, the other man, the myth, the legend. My man, Ardot Hunter, is in the building. Ardot, what's going on, buddy? What's happening, fellas? Yo. Hey, man. Hey, how how was your uh, boxing boot camp? Is that what it oh, was man. today? Yeah, boxing boot camp. I'm down here, and I, I don't want nobody to judge me, but I'm down here at Girl Army. 2301 North 9th Street in Philly, and this was the hardest workout that I've done in probably the last year. And yeah. every woman that was in this room outworked me today. Ah, that's good. Was today your first shake. day, though? Today, today was my first day. Oh, okay. Well, don't let them get away with that. You know what I mean? Don't let them be like, yeah, we killed you. Like, come on. Y'all know y'all be down here every day. <laughs> we done with that. Women supposed to be weaker than men. Y'all stronger than us. Go ahead, man. <laughs> man, this is this is equality. This is equality. They got yeah. it. I told them, look, y'all, y'all stronger than me. Right. I'm right. not coming back next week. Oh, you're not? <laughs> no, I told, I told them I, I can't miss my podcast again. So, uh, you know, we can't. <laughs> not, that's my excuse. We got a show to do. Not to be showed up by no women, right? Like, I'm not missing this podcast and just have women run circles around me. And then at the end, they all pitied me. So they all said, oh, you know, you did a great job, even though you stopped five or six times. <laughs> <laughs> so I felt that they hey, would even count on my, on my starts and stops. But, you know, this is what we do. Oh, so it's just that easy for them. They don't have to focus on their breathing. You sitting there watching me, huh? Okay, okay. <laughs> well, uh, Arda, as you know, we got comedian Dave Temple on, and, you know, we, we don't have much time left in the show, but Dave is – I want to let you know, Arda, because I know you uh, you might be free tonight. We got, we got Dave Temple performing tonight at the Philadelphia Mills Mall, formerly known as the Franklin, the Franklin Mills Mall used to be called, right? Franklin Mills? Foreman Mills? Franklin yeah. Mills. Franklin Mills Mall. Uh, out in Ben Salem, the Ben Salem area at the Dave and Busters tonight at 8 p.m. And uh, tomorrow night he'll be at the Borgata. Actually, he'll be at the Borgata all week long. You can definitely check him out there. I definitely want to get out and um, and, and check out my man Dave. I haven't seen him perform in quite some time. And I was, uh, Arda, I was telling him, man, yo, if, if you get a chance to go see Dave, man, I, I, I you will not be disappointed. I, I will tell you that right now. There's a lot of people that do comedy that are like, you know, yeah, he's okay. You know, he's kind of funny. No, this dude He's got it, okay. And and if you if you're a fan of comedy the way I am a fan of comedy, you understand what I'm saying when I say he's got it. I watch a lot of stand-ups. Ardot, you and I have discussed stand-ups, um, you know, many times over. I think the last one we discussed was the Amanda Seals stand-up show. Um, and you know, Dave, I'm telling you right now, Dave Temple, he's got it. Okay, he's got a book coming out later this year. Second season of Laugh Track is uh now Dave, let me ask you about Laugh Track because you, you brought that up. Are you are you how are you involved with that with Laugh Track? What is, what is your level of involvement with that? Uh, I'm just a talent. Yeah, I'm just a talent. So, you know, I okay. write and direct my own skits. Uh I was supposed to act in my own act out, but I was at the time I was actually with uh, at Vice Studios in Brooklyn trying to pitch a show uh, there, which you've got a good taste of uh, show business over there, right? So over at Vice, we get the call when DeSeuse and Mero 
walked away from Vice, they go, hey, we want you guys to replace DeSeuss and Mero. And we like, really? Huh? Really? Like, oh, man, we was hyped. Because we like, we on. Oh, it's crazy. They need somebody to fill this slot. So they we filmed the pilot. They gave us the money for the pilot, but we had to be quiet about it. You know, we gave them a few episodes, and we were ready to go. We just waiting and waiting and waiting. And then the call never came. And then the same day that DeSeuss and Merrill announced that they were going to Showtime, we got to notice that Vice was not going to move forward with our show. We was like, oh, oh we were just a little, we were just a rebound chick. <laughs> like, like, oh, <laughs> like, oh, show business is so... So dirty, but you know it was a good lesson. I, we had a good time making the show. If we could afford to buy the footage and ever release what we created, it'll be great. But uh, yeah, man, we were definitely a rebound tick that Vice used to try and get the Susan Mero to come back. <laughs> wow, ain't that something? Ain't that something? Well, look, let me. Hey, hey, that your time is coming, brother. I'm gonna tell you right now, your time is coming. Um, if you ever want to do a show about a. a you know, small time online radio station owner, podcast running, you know, stuff like that. I think I know a guy. I think I know a guy that yeah, uh, yeah. Can, can help out with the writing. I'm just saying. Um, hey man, do, you, do you, you said the key word though, you the owner. Yeah, exactly. That that's 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 big. Do you write for uh any I'm not asking you who you write for or anything like that, but do you some write for other for other, other comedians? comedians? No, my friends I help them punch up stuff and that's it. You know what I mean? Um uh, but uh, I personally wouldn't want to get – I wouldn't want to be the voice for somebody else that is uh, going out and, and, and standing behind my material. Yeah, I mean, like, it, it would seem like if, if you were to write something for somebody else and it just blew up and then it's not – you know what I'm saying? Is the, would you be a little mad, like, damn, I could have used that for myself? Or is it just um, one of the things no. where those things happen? Yeah, those things happen, and it's dope because you know that your stuff works on that level. You know what I mean? Um, and, yeah, there's no real wrong way to get it, but, yeah, I would never want to have animosity towards somebody like that. You know what I mean? So I just don't play that game at all. You know what I mean? I'm I'm never going to be the person to come forward 20 years later, you know, when they're doing a documentary to say about how, you know, he really just kind of took that joke from me. It's like, ah, stand up for yourself when it's happening, man, you know? <laughs> well, are, are there anything on the horizon as far as, as far as acting opportunities, or do you even want to go that way? Um, I don't outside, know, man. Outside like, of what we just spoke about. Right, right. Like, you know, well, me and my team, I got a team that I work with in, um, Brooklyn called Six Foot Nothing. It's me, uh, Derek Gaines, who's currently on the last OG and Will and Grace, uh, my good friend Monroe Martin from Last Comic Stand, and as well as Chloe Hilliard, um, and Manuel Hart. We are we're in the process of again just trying to build a network of stuff that we can own, independent material. So we actually are shopping for video editors and sound people now and as we gather the camera, we're gonna, you know, self produce our stuff because we, those guys were involved with me with that project that was supposed to replace the Sousa and we really didn't like that feeling of, like, you had a great idea, we sold a great idea, and that great idea got shelved. And we'll probably be popping 10 years from now, and they'll pop up with that and run with the, gotcha. the five or six episodes that we gave them. And we won't get another dime on it because they paid us for it in 2018. You know what I mean? And it's like, you see how this business works. Gotcha. Well, look, man, we 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 got to get out of here, man. Our hour is up, and it, and it, it was fun. Uh, you know, like I said, man, I'm very proud of you being that you you from the crib, and uh, you know I've seen you come up and and do your thing and and continue to do your thing, and I I want you to continue to do your thing. And um, you got any last words before before we get out of here? No, at, I'm Dave Temple across all social media platforms. DaveTempleComedy.com is the website. Guys, come rock with me, man. Join me on this journey. It's going to be a great one. Absolutely, man. Hey, look, we appreciate you, Dave, man, and, and, and best of everything to you, man. I hope everything goes well, and, and I'm sure it will. Like I said, this man is next, y'all. So, uh, look, um, wow. check him out tonight, 8 o'clock, Philadelphia Mills Mall, uh, Dave & Buster's. And all week long at the Borgata, uh, you definitely don't want to miss it. He's next, y'all. All right? So, look, I'm going to get out of here. Dave, thank you again for being with us. 
And uh, check us out next week for Intelligent Ignorance. Of course, you can catch the replay of this show. Uh, what is it? 7 a.m. No, I'm sorry. 9 a.m. and 7 p.m. all week long right here on NewTwistRadio.com and on the New Twist Radio app. Make sure you download the New Twist Radio app at your Google Play Store. Uh, we love y'all for loving us, and we out of here. Peace. Peace. Hey, Dave, thanks for everything, man.